Thank you, fellas. Uh, this morning, uh, how you guys doing? Piece of cake, right? Piece of cake. Nothing big, right? Uh, no worries, no worries, no fears, nothing going on, right? Uh, this morning, kids, I know that I, I skipped over the surprise box, but I do want to talk to you today, uh, kids, and I, I know that uh, some of this stuff is going to blow right over your head, uh, and that you'll get it in the years to come. You'll get it in the years to come. Uh, but I do want to uh, speak to you kids today. Uh, all the people around you kids have had to grow up. Uh, even the oldest of people here today that you look and you say, man, they must be 100 years old. Um, they were once your age. They were once your age. And uh, they uh, now, uh, many of us are out of, uh, we're not the important people anymore. Uh, we're not making big decisions. Uh, we're out, uh, you know, um, sweeping and uh, doing tending to a house that doesn't need tending to. Um, and uh, we're not making important decisions. And pretty soon you will be the important people and you will be in charge. And I, I want to make sure that we all are on board with what we're talking about here today, uh, the reason that we meet as a church. There's a lot going on. I, I said facetiously, uh, you know, just kind of joking that... Uh, Nothing's going on when everything's going on, right? And uh, at the same time that everything's going on, nothing's going on, right? Um, and I, I say all that just to say our world is a mess today. I know we sit in a beautiful place, uh, but there's people in poverty. Uh, there's other people that are experiencing, uh, you know, they're lost, they lost their jobs in this last couple of months and they won't be able to pay their bills. Uh, there's people concerned about global warming and others probably global cooling too and uh, various other things in our environment. You think about uh, uh, divorce and how it's rampant here in our, our world today and even more so in the last couple of months. And uh, Children are many times abandoned and abused and neglected. Uh, you think of human trafficking, some of which you don't even know what that is and that's great. Uh, we talk about racism in our uh, world today, and it's a huge issue uh, when it comes to the cities right now uh, and the unrest that's happening. People hate people uh, for whatever reason, because of where they live or the color of their skin or the economic place they are in life. The rich hate the poor, the poor hate the rich. Uh, there's many people who have uh, turned their depression and discouragement of life to different drugs thinking that that would be an escape and it's not and it continues to get worse these last couple of days there's been rioting and mobs that have gone and vandal vandalized uh, people's businesses and homes there's people who terminate their pregnancies there's others that take their own life as well and then there's the coronavirus Uh, all is not well in our world. And uh, it's hard to look at the days ahead to think that it's going to get any better. I want to uh, just say one thing, and this, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this, you can generally see this in Scripture, but maybe not. It's just a, uh, 
you know, not a word from the Lord, but a word from your pastor or something uh, that I, I'm concerned with. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm concerned that sometimes we, uh, I don't know that God has given us the capacity to handle the world's problems. I don't think we have the capacity for it. Uh, in our electronic age, the age of the internet and uh, television and news, uh, we have our world, the problems in our world, and those are real, right? We have problems in our home, the things that, that float through your home. There's real problems there of health and finances and relationships. and there, There's problems within your home, but these are not the only burdens that you are witnessing. These are not the only things that you're exposed to. You're, you're watching the news and uh, you start going out from where you are, you... you uh, us in Tehachapi here, we start uh, carrying the burdens of Bakersfield and Lancaster and Los Angeles. And we see what's going on and it, it bothers our soul and we try to understand it. And then we look at our state and what's going on in our country and uh, different cities around. And we, we sit there and we're uh, uh, like deer in the headlights looking at all this information whether it be the viruses, whether it be, uh, you know, different unrest and political stuff. And, and I'm not sure that God has given us the capacity to handle the whole world's problems. And so uh, we come together today as a church and as churches, I say churches, other places, other times and uh, other situations, even live streaming, um, that we're trying to make sense of it. And the, the big word that I've heard over and over again this week is, I'm having trouble processing this. Well, maybe the Lord didn't want you to process it. Maybe He wanted you to focus on that which He has placed before you and honor the Lord in your uh, situation and in the situation in the families that are connected with you. I want to encourage you that... Uh, we cannot sort out the world's problems. And kids, that's important for you to know too. There's many things that will bother you in the world. And uh, ask yourself the question, has God given me anything to do in this? Is this my battle to fight? Is this my situation? Sometimes we run over the things that God has before us to get to things that uh, um, we really can't help out in. And with that, I, I want to talk to you this morning about how did we get in this mess? How did we get in this mess and how do we get out? Um, it, it's very simple, kids, that this world is a mess and it's not going to, you know, as you grow up, there, there's still going to be messes around and things that are going on and, and you will, you'll participate in some of those things. Those might, might happen in your communities and in your families and so you're going to have to deal with it. And I, but I want you to understand where it comes from. And this morning, I want to start with the bad news. The bad news. In the book of Genesis, chapter 3 and 4, if you want to turn there and just look at it. Uh, we won't talk about any specific verses, but you can look at uh, you know, that section of Scripture and know this. That you have the chapters 1 and 2 of the book of Genesis... And it talks about the beauty of creation, that, that creation was by God, that he created man and woman and all these beautiful things in the garden. And then you get to chapter three and chapter four, and it's all messed up. 
It's the beginning of uh, what we call, kids, the fall of man. The fall of man. And, and, and that's where sin enters the world, kids. This is very important. That before this, that there, wasn't, there was nothing in the world that was sinful. Nothing. Nothing was touched by sin. Nothing was messed up. There was no uh, sense of killing or, or anything like that. Any sins that you can imagine uh, were not present in the garden. But then you come, come to chapter 3, and you kids, most of you know this, that uh, Adam and Eve, and specifically Adam, he sinned. And at that point, sin began and entered the world. And I, I don't want to just say entered the world, because kids, it polluted everything. Everything. Every spot, every corner, everything that was living, every person, the, the world was polluted, was polluted. Once sin entered the world, the fall of man, then quickly we see that everyone is polluted by sin. Kids, in uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 18, Paul describes what this does to a heart. And he knew what was happening in him, or it had happened in him. He said this, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. Kids, it's not because we just got to get the good stuff in us out. There's good deep, deep inside of us. Paul knew that apart from Jesus, in who he was, there was nothing good in him. I think that so often we are shocked and surprised when selfish and proud people act selfish and prideful. And we say, well, where, where did that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. It came from their heart. I know that's bothersome. I know that when we look at uh, our, our little ones, and especially babies, we say, oh, they're perfect. They're not perfect. They're sinful. And they just haven't been able to articulate the crazy thoughts they have in their heart yet. It's interesting. How those little ones know how to tell their mom and dad no right away. That's the first thing they want to they, they articulate. I got some things to say. I've been wanting to say them for months now. No, mom. Sin, it's important to remember. And it pollutes everything that we have. And, and it, it fills every corner of our world. It's not that we're as sinful as we could be. We haven't reached our potential, if you will. But it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's prolific. It, it, it goes to every corner of what we are and who we are. Every city, uh, including Tehachapi. Well, um, as you think about, and this is the bad news, right? We're, we're talking about the bad news. So the fall of, you have the fall of man. You have everything polluted by sin, every person polluted by sin. Um, we move on to uh, that sin makes deadness and darkness, deadness and darkness. In Ephesians chapter two, verse one, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Uh, sin doesn't just give you a bad day. It, 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 it's, it's death to your soul. It's death. It's not that 
uh, it's kind of bad and it's kind of bad for a day. Your sin make you dead. The things that you have done, the things that you have stepped out of what outside of what God has told you to do, your disobedience. And that's for everybody. I think so often uh, the, the classic line when you ask someone if they're a sinner, they say, well, I haven't killed anybody. And you might want to respond to yet. Yet. Or, or maybe you could say, well, maybe not outwardly, but inwardly, maybe you have. Uh, you, kids, know this, know this, that just because you haven't done every sin in the book doesn't m- mean that you're not a sinner. And that all the things that happens to a sinner, and, and I just want to focus on two of them, the deadness and the darkness that this brings. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, actually I already read that, he talks about the deadness Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and you are dead in your trespasses and sins. Later on in that same book, Ephesians chapter 5, it says this, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. He speaks of the change that happens, and he he talks about how uh, apart from Jesus... You are darkness. You walk in darkness. You, you can't see. And, and we know about darkness here in Tehachapi. We realize that, you know, when there's not, you know, out in the country here, that uh, when it's night, and especially on those days where it's especially dark, there's not a whole lot of moon, a large portion of moon out, uh, it's dark out here. You can't see. And that's the way one lives as a sinful person. They can't see. They don't know where to go. They don't know what they're tripping on. They don't know what is ahead of them. They don't know where they've come from. Uh, It's darkness. And so to know this, that uh, as a sinner, our life is stuck in deadness and darkness. Which brings us to the good news. And I just want to say it this way, enters Jesus. Enters Jesus. If you watch a plot uh, from a play or a TV show, you see a disaster happening and it all being a mess, and then the door flings open and Jesus enters. And and I want to tell you this, kids. You can do a lot of things. You can have a lot of different careers. You can uh, be an astronaut. They they're looking for more. If you have a lot of money, you can go. You know, just. I know people. Uh, anyways, but um, there's a ton of things you can do. You can be a fireman, a policeman, a teacher. You, you can do all kinds of different things. And, and they'll all be exciting. You can go and live in more exciting places than Tehachapi, I can't imagine. But uh, uh, you can do all kinds of things. But if you don't have Jesus, your life is going to be stuck in a mess. I promise you. I promise you. Um, years from now, I might be dead and gone, but you can remember this day where I told you your life would be a mess without Jesus. I want to, I want to be clear. Romans chapter five, verse six says this, uh, for while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
Three things I want to point out in this wonderful passage. At the right time, at the right time, uh, Christ uh, came at the right time and he entered at the right time. And there's a plan of God, the Father, uh, worked out in his son Jesus. It wasn't while we were great, it was while we were still weak, Christ died. You go on from there and the couple verses down, it says this, that God showed his love for us. He showed his love. That Christ entered, Christ came to this earth at the right time because God loved sinners like us. Like us. Sinners like us, kids. I don't like admitting that I'm a sinner, but it's important that I do. And it's the same for you. When we sin, we should say, I, I, I sinned. And the people around us and uh, with situations and when we sinned against each other, it's important to say, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I did that. That was my fault. But know this, the greatness of that is that uh, God loved sinners while we were still sinners. And it says this, that Christ died for us. At the right time, the love of God for us, Christ died. Our bad news is now cured by the good news of Jesus. Our bad news is cured by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you the next steps. And I think these are, this morning, I I think for the most part, what I've shared with you thus far is review. But now I want to talk to you about the next steps. What's happening? What's happening right now? Now, there's church on earth church on earth that's what's happening right now church on earth i i say church on earth to distinguish between heaven on earth it is not heaven on earth it won't be heaven on earth it doesn't matter how hard we work on it it doesn't matter who gets in office it doesn't matter how many new laws are passed or not passed This will not be heaven on earth. For God's people who have trusted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's now church on earth. Church on earth. If you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2, that same chapter that I read from where it talks about we're dead in our trespasses and sins at the end, it speaks of a section that uh, some of the implications of us Coming to know Jesus. If you're a Christian, this is what has happened to you and what Christ has done on your behalf. He says for uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse 14, he says, for he himself, meaning Jesus, is our peace. Where does peace come from? Where does peace come from? Jesus. It's real simple. I gave you the easiest question at church. You don't know what to say. Say Jesus. Okay. Um. It, it doesn't come it, it doesn't come from getting our way. It doesn't come from uh, you know people being nice. It doesn't come from people or the majority. It, it doesn't come from uh, something that we can do down here in our government. It comes from Jesus. It says, "For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in the ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man 
in place of the two, so, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, therefore, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who you were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father, so that you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built up together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. There's a lot in that passage. We could go weeks and weeks and weeks talking about that section. But I want to point out a few things. There were two groups of people. There were two. They didn't like each other. They didn't like each other. In fact, it says there was a dividing wall. Uh, and you, you see this, that how, how is this reconciled? How are people who are separate be brought together? Well, it doesn't happen uh, because they get a treaty. It doesn't happen because they learn about one another. It happens because of what Jesus Christ has done. And he doesn't bring them together as a city or a community or a state or a country or by anything like that. It says that he brings them, that Jesus Christ brought these two distinct people into one group, the household of God. The household of God. That unity does not come from us overlooking our differences, but it's abandoning our differences and trusting in Jesus Christ. That he's the one who can bring unity to us. He takes individuals with their many problems, uh, like you and me, and he brings us together into his church, into his household. And so I, I want to encourage you to think uh, in terms of the answer for you and the answer for your family and your friends is that they would come to know Christ, and in coming to know Christ, they would be a part of his church. I, I want to point that out over and over again his church. It's not heaven on earth here. It's not moving to a different community and finding a better place. It's being connected to the body of Christ at the price of His Son. Jesus Himself, right? That He gave His life that we would be a part of His church. That's what's happening now. That's what's happening now. Church on earth. And I want to tell you, you want to be a part of what God is doing right now church on earth you want to say it's the priority of my heart it's the priority of my marriage it's the priority of our family it's the schedule that we keep is the work of his church secondly this is a a, a section of what's happening now and later now and later um you, you look at this in the in john chapter 14 um now and later we we see an eternal home. Now, kids, this is very important for you to remember. Um, most of you kids, uh, you, you like your home, the, the place that you live right now. You, you like to live in Tehachapi, unless you're a teenager. Uh, and then you're like, Tehachapi's so lame, you know, so lame, I can't do anything. And then you'll come back later after you get married. Uh, 
the boomerang, kids. It's the boomerang. They go sailing far, far away, and magically they reappear. Uh, I want to tell you, kids, this world's just temporary. Um, it's just We're just here for a short while. You say, well, it seems like it's lasting forever. I want to tell you, it's just a short while. Um, but there's something longer, uh, eternally longer. It's going to go on forever. It's the eternal home. Jesus said this in the book of John. Uh, <clears throat> he said, and I love the way he says this because it's so important for us to get uh, his, as he leaves this earth, he said, uh, let not your hearts be troubled. And and I think that kids, so, some of the your parents and your grandparents right now, as they look at what's going on in the world and understand uh, how bad it is, they sometimes get troubled in their hearts. And he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, uh, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, and that where I am you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to tell you a couple of things here, kids, that uh, through Jesus, He's the only way. He's the only way to get to that place that He went to go and prepare. And as He left here, what's, what's going on? He's preparing the place. He's preparing this eternal home for us. And as we've trusted in Him and realized He's the only way, it's not because of your good works. It's not because of you being smarter or richer or hardworking or not doing this or not doing that. It's the only way is through Jesus Christ. That's what He said. He's the only way. That's what's going on now, but it'll also go on later, for forever. And lastly, I just want to say this, and this is, this is important for us to remember today. After, what happens after? We looked at what's happening now. We looked at what's happening now and later. But what's happening after all this? This is very important. I want you to get this. I want you to apply this uh, to what's going on in our world today. The coronavirus, riots, uh, all those other bad things that I've talked about. What happens after? I want to say it this way, very clearly, destruction of the earth. In 2 Peter 3, verse 9, it says this, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but patient toward you, not wishing that any would perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? Second Ch- uh, Peter chapter 3 is a, a section that talks about the end, the end. And as you read that, you realize that everything that we see down here, this earth and the, the heavens and all this, it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. 
Uh, Sometimes we're really concerned about the future. And I want to tell you, don't be concerned about the future of the world. It's not going to make it. It's already done, okay? It's cooked. Uh, It's guaranteed not to make it. But there is something that is to make it. It's the souls of ones who have trusted in Him. And that those who would come to faith in Jesus will last forever. As you look at that passage in 2 Peter chapter 3, there's some implications. So, so if the Lord's going to work out His plan and the world's not going to make it, what should I be spending my time on? First of all, I should be personally prepared. But also I should be concerned about the souls of people around me, knowing that the world's not that important, but the people, the individuals are. Know this. You're not going to stamp out poverty you're not going to stamp out all those other evils that I spoke of, whether it be, you know, human trafficking. And, uh, but, but this is what I want you to know, is the people around you, the people that you can touch, they need to know Jesus. It's the most important thing. And that uh, there, there's things that are, there's continuing to be things that will bother your senses and you can't process But to know this, that if you know Jesus, after this life you'll go to be with Him forever. And all the stuff of this earth will be left behind. Left behind. Three things as we close this morning, very briefly. Um, The first thing to remember is this. As you look at the world that is confused and angry and hurting, remember all need salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. You look at people. Who cares about buildings and uh, other stuff and what's going on? But know this. As you look at people, just know that they all need salvation that comes through Jesus Christ and Him alone. Secondly, know that this world won't get saved. This world won't get saved. But individuals will will, will be saved and will be placed in His church placed in his church and thirdly know this know that the world is temporary and will pass away so trusting in christ today means that i will go on past the messes of this world please pray with me god thank you for your word i pray that this message would stink in our stick in our hearts and that we would uh be encouraged this day and it would give us uh trust and faith for the day days ahead that we would not become weary, that we would not become worried and fretful and uh, bothered in our soul, but that we would know that you're working out your plan. First, that our our soul is secure in you and that uh, your gospel would still work in the people around us, the people you've called us to. God, glorify yourself and your church. May your church prosper. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good Good morning. Oh, it is on. Okay, great. Uh, nice to see everyone. Just a couple announcements before we're dismissed this morning. Uh, first off, uh, thank you to all of you who have been serving. Uh, there's been random people all, like, li- like, just all over this place, like ants getting things done. Um, we appreciate it so much. Um, if you do wanna, want to help, uh, there's a ton of dusting to do. There's a ton of classroom putting together to do. There's car- there's, so there's new carpet and flooring throughout all the whole building, everything except for the sanctuary. Uh, 
and so we need to put everything back together. Um, yeah, and if you can help with any of that, we have some baseboards to do. We have uh, a bunch of random stuff. So if you could help, um, we would love to have that. No matter the age, there's something that you could do. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, secondly, uh, as you go, there's a few men at the back with blue bags for your offerings. If you have them, uh, you can give them to those guys, and they'll give them to us. Or, of course, you, a lot of you have been giving online. Uh, we super appreciate that, and we're just thankful. Um, just really thankful that the Lord's provided for us in all those ways. Uh, and so I did want to do one fun thing. Kevin, you want to do that? He's forgetting what we planned. No, that's you. This Kevin right here. <laughs> I thought we could say hi to all the live stream people at home because uh, the camera's usually facing this way and they can't see you. But Kevin's going to spin this around and just wave hello. Just say hi to everybody on the live stream out there. Hello. We love you all. We realize some of you are homesick or uh, have medical conditions and you're staying away. So we just wanted to say hello to you. And that we still love you. And uh, now you guys can all, uh, now everybody here can know what it's like to have your face on Facebook. So look that up later, okay? Uh, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we could do the wave or something. Um, I, ho I, I hope you're encouraged. Uh, well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, I hope you're encouraged um, by what Pastor Kevin said to not be overwhelmed. Uh, not be overwhelmed in these days. But to really just focus on what the Lord's put in front of you, the people the Lord has put in front of you uh, that you can love and serve and, and tell the gospel to. Um, that's what we want to be focused on. Um, we can't solve the world's problems, but Jesus already has. And we can tell people about him. So would you all pray with me and we'll be dismissed. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for loving us, for giving us this beautiful weather, for uh, giving us a church to go to, for... Uh, people that love and people that want to hear from you. Uh, God, I pray that you would use us, Lord, um, in these days, not to try to solve every problem, but to point the people around us towards you, um, to tell them of Christ, to tell them of heaven, to tell them of a place and a day where you will make everything right, where there will be justice, where there will be love, where there will be no sin, no sorrow, no death, no pain. And no sadness. Um, so, Lord, we love you. Thank you for providing all that to us in Christ. Um, that you thought of a way, that you accomplished a way, that you put it into action that we could have salvation. Um, Lord, we didn't deserve it. We never do. But you're very so gracious to us. We love you. I pray a blessing on all those that are here and all those that are watching from home. God, that you would watch over us this week. Um, protect us and use us and help us to love you and to love others. God, we ask these things in the name of our great Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here. You all are dismissed.